Born in 1942, Joe Clawe fell foul of unjust laws and was in and out of prison, even spending time on Robben Island. As fate would have it, during a stint in jail, under the mentorship of prominent drama magazine journalist Matthew Nkwana, Clawe learned the newspaper trade. We are not allowed any writing material in prison, but we managed to smuggle pencil stubs and we'd write stories on toilet paper and he would look at those, correct them. Uh, this is how you write your lead, this is how you structure your story. Clolwe had a happy childhood in Orlando East Soweto. Both his parents were teachers and they were pretty well off compared to many of their neighbours. But his idyllic childhood was rudely interrupted one day when his uncle flew into the yard in a wild panic. He was running away from the police who were raiding the township looking for past offenders and begged me to come and lock him into the toilet. His idea was that if they saw the lock outside, they wouldn't come and knock at the toilet. But seeing a grown-up that scared really frightened me at the time. As testament to the power of radio, Clolwe recalls one brave radio presenter at the SABC. The day before Shabwil, that's 1960, there was a broadcaster who played one song the whole night, until when will this continue? But the meaning was very clear that day, that we need to fight oppression. He didn't say so. He just kept playing the tune and kept saying, you do know what is going to happen tomorrow. The censors quickly picked up on this. He was immediately fired from the SAPC. And... Almost all the black staff walked out with him. Only one man remained, Joseph Makhema, and people marched to Makhema's house and they dumped um, their radio sets uh, at his house and set them on fire and he had to be rescued by the police and whisked out of Soweto. When student riots erupted on June 16, 1976, we were in our offices at Drum and we got the phone call that children are being mowed down by the police. It's war in Soweto. Clawe immediately jumped into his car. But that day, watching what was happening in the townships, uh, kids getting drunk, kids burning down the township, and kids getting shot at by the police. I have never felt so helpless in my life. Shortly after the trial of Dorothy Nyembe, one of the ANC's first female freedom fighters in 1969, Chloe did an interview with Prince Mangosutu Butelezi, who casually revealed that he was the notorious Mr. X. A strange woman came to his place and said to him she had been sent by the ANC so that he can protect her. So he panicked and he thought that it might be the security police trying to trap him. So he made the woman comfortable, walked out, went to the police station and said, 
I have a person there who claims to be an ANC uh, guerrilla, and she was arrested. Tlolwe's expose mentioning this tidbit just as casually caused quite a stir. Although they, they despised Buteleze for working within the apartheid system, they were surprised that A, the ANC could send somebody to him and B, that he could talk about it so casually. After 1994, Tlolwe was instrumental in transforming the SABC into a public broadcaster. A principled man, he resigned in protest over meddling politicians. And the decline started at that point. And that has been the weakness of the SABC, that the politicians wangled their way into the newsroom. The veteran newsman says the role of journalists has become even more critical. The old story was very simple. You were either for apartheid or against apartheid. Now, we are trying to tell a difficult story. It's multi-layered, it's complex. How do we shed the chains of apartheid? We will always run for the easy stories like the Guptas, the firing of Zuma, but ultimately the real story is being glossed over. Klolwe, insistent that a journalist never retires, says he's not planning on putting down his pen anytime soon. Candace Nolan, SABC News, Johannesburg.